This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. I don't know why I thought yesterday was Friday, but apparently I thought yesterday was Friday, and I'm like, no. So, today is Thursday. <laughs> yesterday was Wednesday. Just in case you guys don't know, um... I blame Prince I blame um, King Harry. I'm not King Harry. King Charles with that. He was confused about the day's date. I'm confused about the day's date. That's stuff you don't usually have to worry about when you're royal, you know. That's why I was confused too, because you know I'm royal too. <laughs> Bye blood, girl. Bye blood. I don't care. My black ass blood is black ass royal. Kiss my black ass. <laughs> I am royalty, baby. I am royalty. You're not going to sit up here and convince me I'm not, okay? I'm just as special as you are. And as soon as I sit up here and start my podcast, T-Pain will be coming on right now. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. It's beautiful outside. I will say this. It's all nice and it's not too hot. But I heard it's going to get back into the 90s on Monday. So I don't know what we're going to do about me walking all the way to uh, the school I'm going to. I don't know what we're going to do with all that. But once again, I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Hi, Elm. I have a boatload of stuff I want to talk to you guys about. First and foremost, let's talk about this whole royal stuff. I want to go back and talk about this whole royal stuff that's going on, to be quite honest with you. Um, we're gonna start with the royal family, and then we're gonna talk talk about our black royal family. We're gonna talk about King O and what he had to say. And I'm gonna give my little two cents on King O and what he has to say. Um, that's just that. Um, y'all getting my damn nerves with picking Meghan Markle apart. Just say you mad that she's a royal and your ass is not. And the reason why you're in your feelings about you not being royal is because she is a black, part black woman, which she's, she looks white, okay? I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I'm a light-skinned black woman. It's pretty obvious I'm a light-skinned black woman, okay? My features, all of that. I'm pretty obviously a black woman. Okay, if you see me right now, you gonna know for a fact that I am clearly a four-type hair black woman. She looks white. So I'm not gonna sit up here and pretend like she's a, 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 a dark-skinned black woman. type hair 4c 4b 4a 4 type hair she doesn't have that she has 3c 3c 3b type hair but i'm not gonna pretend like i don't have like 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 she does not look like that okay she looks white when i first saw her i was like hey if you're gonna get a black woman make sure she dark as night that's what i would have did if i'm gonna piss off the royal family i'll make sure she is dark as dark Okay, we want to make sure she is dark skinned. Make sure you know she black, bitch. Okay? Not somebody who has to tan their skin to look black. 
But she, it was crazy to me because everybody kept saying that she looks more and more like her mother every day. And she does. She looks like Doria. But she does not have Doria's features. But she does not have Doria's skin tone. Doria has locks. Meghan Markle don't look like that. And if she really want to accentuate her black heritage, she would pop up with some cornrows or some braids every now and then. Her hair could use the rest with all that pressing they're doing on her hair. I mean, you could lose your hair pressing your hair all the damn time. Okay? And let's be honest, you proud to be black. Let's see your natural curls, girl. But everybody has this issue. You want to pick Meghan Markle apart. Let's call a spade a spade. As much as y'all don't think y'all racist, it does pain you that someone who is of color is part of a white establishment. And the other part that pains you is she is unapologetically who she is. Let's call a spade a spade. People call her a brat and stuff like that. If I don't have the rights to my kids, and technically you have the rights to my kids, and you even own the name and a title to their name, I have an issue with that too. And who cares how dark that baby was gonna get? We all know them kids are gonna come out gingers. The fact that she looks white herself, how dark you thought that baby was gonna get? You genuinely think the royals are this stupid? But in the same sense, I'm pretty sure they did because online, down the line, let's be straight up honest, with Meghan Markle and her kids, on down the line, her kids are going to be, probably start getting darker, okay? They could be getting darker. They could get darker. That has happened before. I come from a bloodline where there was a fair-skinned woman who was a matriarch of the family. She was fair-skinned to where she looked white. And but because, you know, in my family, you know, we do like darker-skinned men. She got with a dark-skinned man, and so she had kids that were had darker complexions. So there's a possibility that Meghan Markle's daughter could get with a black man and her children end up brown skin and 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 darker skin tone than her. But they have to also be with a black person in order for the kids to have their melanin coming. But I just don't understand. Just say you just you're mad because she is a person of color. Her mom is black. And you have an issue with that. You have an issue with that. You have an issue with a woman of color being in the royal family. And you have an issue with her questioning what things are. Let's be honest. Half of those rules the royal family have are outdated. But she still didn't update it as much as she could have updated. You know, she updated it to 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 something that is tangible to her. 
but they still need to update the royal family rules okay let don't act like that's not a case i don't understand people you have an issue with Meghan markle but you sit up here talking shit about the queen too Oh, trust me, I've seen people drag Queen Elizabeth. I'm like, why don't you do that to her face when she was alive? I'm not gonna drag Queen Elizabeth. I already dragged her family enough last year before Prince Philip died. Thank God I got that over. Cause I'm not dragging dead people. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dragging dead people. I don't, I'm not doing that. If they can't defend themselves, I'm not dragging them. I'm not doing that. So I'm over y'all sitting up here saying you don't like the queen, but in the same sense, you sit over here and don't like Meghan Markle. It's like, make up your mind. If you don't like the establishment or you don't like Meghan Markle. Or you don't like the fact that they let Meghan Markle's black ass be in the establishment, which granted, she's not really black. I mean, she's, she's multiracial, okay? Multiracial. I, just, I don't know why I was digging her first name because her real name is Rachel. I don't know why she can't go by Rachel. child but there are pictures of other royals holding each other hands okay there's even a picture of of queen elizabeth holding prince philip's hand like the fact that a child of color a woman of color is part of your little establishment your outdated ass establishment get out of here with that it's outdated to think that black people are inferior that's what's outdated boo it's the same thing with this whole situation with Haley Bailey, why is she a princess? Why a black girl can't be a princess? Once again, why 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 you have an issue with it? Why 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 is the issue with a black girl being a princess? issue with the color of somebody's skin our issues are skin deep people they're skin deep 
Y'all still ain't judging people off the content of their character. black people a drag black people for having black features they don't make no sense all these issues we have are skin deep nobody should have an issue with a black woman being a princess what's wrong with that and yes it's something wrong and it's microaggression just say you feel like we're inferior to you Honey, you gotta find out the hard way. We ain't ever been inferior to you. Nobody is inferior to no one. Now I've been ranting for the past 13 minutes <laughs> about racial issues. I, I, honest to God, if you don't have an issue, if you're not a really, honest to God, if you're not a truly racist person, you're a white person, you're not racist. What's it to you that a black woman is part of the royal family? And I genuinely feel like y'all think y'all know, but y'all don't. logic you know and it's true there weren't half peoples that made her she's a whole person say he's gonna get with a black girl everybody knew that so why are y'all mad about that 
Yeah, she may not understand the rules of the royal family. She may not get that. And she may feel like some of the rules are stupid as hell. But this is the same establishment. It's not just African countries that got affected by this royal family. It's not just island countries that got affected by the royal family. And Native Americans, indigenous people. Even white people are affected by this royal family. Okay. <laughs> Ask the Scottish and the Irish how they really true feel. So yeah, I just want to have this rant. But um, so yeah. Um, so today on today's podcast, what are we gonna be talking about? I think I want to shock you guys a little bit. Let's see. Um, I want to talk about this article I found about sex trafficking survivor, which is crazy because that's supposed to be part of my, I'm supposed to be doing a project on that. So I'm going to talk about this in my podcast and then I'm going to use this as a reference in my project because, you know, y'all know I have talked about sex trafficking on here. Um, so yeah, um, with that being said, um, that's a few things before we talk about a sex trafficking survivor. First of all, about Sanella Diana real quick. <clears throat> okay, I know I had this article. I know I found this article and y'all know Sanella Diana paid $100,000 to the Lion Air victims. Families. <clears throat> okay. She like Kylie McNogue right there. Because I don't want to read this. I don't want to read this and be coughing. I want y'all to read this, honey. I want y'all to hear this article about what's going on. I'm going to give my little two cents about it, honey. Rob, attorney questions reporting on Diana Jenkins' $100,000 donation. Claims Lion Air victims already paid in full by insurance company. By Lindsay Cronin, September 13th, 2022, 70 comments. Share tweet WhatsApp Pinterest Reddit Tumblr Mail Flipboard. Diana Jenkins set up a foundation with a $100,000 donation toward the many widows and orphans of victims of the 2018 Lion airplane crash in Indonesia, who Thomas Girardi was accused of embezzling $2 million from, 
but according to attorney Ronald Richards, those victims, at least in part, may have already been paid in full. Days after the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star publicly announced her donation, Ronald took to his Twitter page, where he confirmed that certain victims were given the money they were owed by the once-famed attorney and his now-defunct law firm, Girardi Keys, by an insurance company. This is intriguing to us as all the Girardi Keys Lions Air victims were paid in full by Edelson PC's insurance. Yet, this was widely reported by media, Ronald tweeted on September 8th, along with a hashtag that read, stupid people explain things to me, and a link to an article titled, Diana Jenkins donates $100,000 to Lion Air Flight 610 victims' families. Following the post, Ronald was met with a couple of questions from his audience, who were likely caught off guard by... Subscribe to notifications. Oops. Rob, attorney questions reporting on Diana Jenkins. Oh my goodness, come on out. <clears throat> Where was that? Okay. Long story short. Attorney questions why Diana Jenkins. Donated 100K because he said the victims were already somewhat paid for. Girl. This is why you have to know the whole story. Before assuming. What was your whole purpose of doing that? Were you trying to hide the fact that um, are you trying to hide what Eric is doing? What you doing? Why you do that? It make it seem like you were making money off the fact that these people didn't get their money too. That's what he's saying. Isn't that what he's saying? Do you think she's guilty too, Diana? 
I'm very, I'm very confused. insurance company and Diana's foundation and money she donated will go back to her and he replied to this person and he said Lion, Lion's Air victims were paid from an attorney's insurance company and then somebody asked wait the victims were paid in full why are they coming for Erica then he said the Lion's Air victims only of Lion Air was compensated. Not the families.
That's why you got to know the whole story and you got to specifically understand what you're doing. You have to be careful. That's what Erica was saying. You have to be careful, right? I have some more gossip I want to talk about, but before we get back into that and then we get into today's main topic, here's a word from our sponsors. And we're back. During this break, I decided to watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, honey. I wanted to see the episode where they claimed that Kathy Hilton blew up on everybody. <laughs> They're being too cryptic. I was like, geez, can we get past this stuff with Erica having a meltdown and... Now you say Kathy Hilton's having a meltdown. I know her all my life and she this and she that. Like, girl. But y'all know we talked about uh, Sanella Diana. You know, her. she's crumbling too. Y'all know she's crumbling. Um, because she gave money to the victims. Oops. Oops. She gave she gave money to the victims and they already gave the victims already got money from the attorney's insurance company. So it's kind of weird that she would give money when somebody already gave the money. Right, right. It's just weird. You know, we talked about how weird that was. And it was. It was extremely weird. Like, why would you do that? Um, But there's some other stuff I want to talk about. Y'all know I love Real Housewife franchise. I adore the Real Housewife franchise. I really do. I watch Beverly Hills because they don't be having arguments and conversation. You know people who come for money. They don't actually have to sit up there and talk about who broke and who rich and stuff like that. That's the one thing I don't like about with the Real Housewives of um, Atlanta. You know, when you sit up there and you dragging people for being broke. I don't like that. You know, people can't help. Money does what money does. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. So you don't know what kind of finances you have. But um, I just, I appreciate the fact that they don't, they don't make Erica feel bad for not having what she used to have. That's one thing I have to give the respect for. I understand. That Erica is not the same woman she was before. I get that. And they don't have money like that. But you shouldn't, nobody should make fun of you and make you feel bad for having financial issues. It's always going to be a point in your life where you have financial issues. For me, it happened to me early. Now, I'm expecting in my mid-30s, in my, in my 40s, to not have financial issues no more. You know, so it's, it's like I understand that. You know, once you, you got to understand money. You got to understand how money works. 
that's what it is. You know, you marry a man, he has money, he takes care of you your whole life. That's what's going on. And I'm not saying this to um defend Erica at all. I'm just saying, you know, I get what she's saying about that he was older and he knew what he was doing with the money. I get that. But, you know, in the same sense, you know, she's guilty in it too because it was crazy. The diamond earrings they were arguing about, she ended up having to give them back in the end. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No, I want to talk about this Amorian interview with the Breakfast Club, the clip I saw from the Amorian interview. I will say this. I think these men need to stop battling through interviews. Um, Amorian's energy was different from Boog, Fizz, and Raz. Well, I say Raz's energy was more like Amorian's energy during the Breakfast Club. But but Fizz and Boog, they, they're angry. And it's understood that they're angry. But they're, they're taking their anger out on the wrong person. They're saying it's Amorian. But the thing is, nobody has a Millennium Tour now. Bow Wow has a Millennium Tour, which does justice within itself. Because guess who took the screen tour away from Bow Wow? B2K. So now Bow Wow gets a Millennium Tour. So this all has come full circle to me when it comes to karma with dealing with that whole situation. Because, you know, they took the screen tour from Bow Wow. Bow Wow started, you know, Bow Wow's management. You know, Michael Malden and, and Jermaine Dupree, you know, Michael Malden, majorly, he was the one that came up with the blueprint for the screen tour. And then B2K took that. So I feel like things are coming full circle. My thing is, I'm not gonna talk, I'm I'm not gonna talk specifically about what he said. He's right about, you know, you can't you can't call somebody your brother and y'all jealous of each other. Um, you can be jealous of your brother, but it needs to be addressed why you're jealous. You have no reason to be jealous of me because I lost the Scream Tour too. <laughs> I mean, the Millennium Tour too. <laughs> so there's no reason for no jealousy. And there's no reason for anger. If you're going to be angry, and I wish he'd just come out and say the reason why they're really angry. Boog and Fizz have not come to terms and have not accepted what had happened, Okay. That's what has happened. When they finally come to terms, because the thing is, they're going to get fed up with even the person they really have a real issue with. When they do finally come to terms, the person they really should have an issue with, y'all know it's Chris Stokes, right? It's Chris Stokes. That's who they should have a real issue with. Okay. But until they realize, until they understand, because they think the same person is going to help them get reached where they need to go again, that's not going to happen, okay? They're still stuck. They have arrested development. Boogie Fizz have arrested development. And 
poor rash has to do with it. This is the only time I'm gonna say poor rash. Y'all know how I feel about that man, honey. Girl. Yes, I did say sorry. I did him a sorry. Okay, I said sorry. I said sorry for me being wrong. And you know, everything else is on him. It is what it is. But I just feel like the long story short, they just need therapy. And they need therapy. And it doesn't need to be televised. It doesn't need to be documented. It needs to be without cameras, without stick, because we need y'all to take your mask off. Okay, Amorian need to take his mask off. Boo need to take his mask off. Fizz need to take his mask off. And Raz, Raz never had a mask. <laughs> I will be honest with you about that. He ain't ever had a mask. <laughs> So everybody just need to take their mask off. Mask off, y'all, okay? Come on. I need to take your mask off, okay? And, and really address the real true issue that you have with these people, okay? That's how I feel about that whole situation. <sighs> Anything else I want to talk about? I want to clarify this, and I kind of said this. Long story short, the story, the case is messed up. I don't care which way you cut it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Um, authorities believe robbers found PNB Rock's location from his Instagram page first and then confirmation... location through girlfriend story so for you guys out there that kept saying you know that it was his girlfriend fault that she gave the location he also gave his location as well and i'm going to be honest with you because roscoe's chicken and waffles is legendary don't be surprised if i send out that i went to roscoe's chicken and waffles but understand this because somebody said this I don't tell people where I'm at until I leave that place. Why do I feel like I'm being loud? I don't tell people where I'm at to to um I don't tell people where I'm at until I leave that place. Okay, understand this about me. So I get what people are saying. Stop sending out your location. But I don't have nobody that's after me. I don't have nobody that's chasing me. And I ain't pissing no gang members out. And I don't owe nobody no money because I am um, do drugs or something like that. But I still wait until I leave the place to give out where I was at early on that day. So I get what people were saying. But to sit up there and to shamelessly blame the girlfriend for something that she did not know was going to happen is ridiculous. But it was him, but she confirmed, okay, <clears throat> he already gave out the location. She just confirmed. But I will tell anybody, if you're going to anywhere, even if it's a publicly known place, don't put out the location of where you at until you leave that spot. I remember I used to tell people I went to a concert and I'd be sitting at home in the bed eating Twizzlers. <laughs> They're like, I didn't know there was a concert today at 
30 p.m. Like, yeah, it happened last night, but I'm not gonna tell you what I was doing last night. I'm just saying, you know, it's just smarter to say where you at after you leave that place. Okay. That's it. That's all. That's 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 that's, that's, that's nothing to it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. It's, I mean, this whole thing got people in the comment section over here arguing. And there's no need to argue. There's no reason to emasculate all black men because not all black men um, are like that. Okay. Not all black men are saying exactly what you're saying. You actually have grown ass black men who are actually out here telling you and letting you guys know that you know he should know better and be careful and he should personally have somebody to explain to him that you don't go to certain areas unless you want to get robbed it's the same thing with atlanta um i had a situation with my cousin they broke his windows out of his bmw and we have been saying for years why would you buy a bmw when you don't have bmw money yeah i'm gonna put that i'm gonna say that and this is not me being spiteful this is us knowing that people are jealous and they would do any and everything just to take what you have. And we have been telling him for years, you don't need to have a BMW. Well, they broke out his, the windows of his car, which granted, I had a classmate in my criminology class. They broke out the windows of her car also in Atlanta. Um, but they broke out the windows of his car. He had went to an event and the crazy part is he never got inside the event. He never gave nobody his location, but they broke the windows out of his car and took money off his credit card. Well, not his credit card. They took money out of his uh, bank account. They took money out of his bank account. And then they, um, they, they stole some stuff. And I'm a firm believer, if he didn't come any earlier, they saw him and he, they saw him coming to his car. If, they, if he didn't come any earlier, I think they would have personally broke, like, stole his car. So, I mean, you know, and he didn't give out his location where he was at. I didn't know where he was at. I didn't know what they were doing that night. He never told nobody where he was at. So, I mean, to me, it's like, come on, just hold these people accountable for what they're doing wrong, okay? But I would still suggest if you go somewhere and you don't want people to steal something from you, somebody to break into your house, somebody to break into your car, um, you don't tell people where you at until after you leave and you know for a fact that you're going to be at home or you know for a fact you're in the car, you loaded with a pistol too. Don't ever let nobody know where you at. I have other stories I want to talk about, but I'm going to do that on my live uh, today. Either I'm going to do the live today or tomorrow. I still got to do my beagle hours. I have not done my beagle hours because I've been so tired. My body is so tired. Y'all just, I've been walking all week, which is good for me because I need to walk. But it's like, it's not the same walking downtown Atlanta in my 20s versus in my 30s. Now, I don't have any body aches or nothing and I'm able to walk. But it's like, after a while, uh, mm -mm. my body was like, no. And once again, I don't tell y'all when I'm in downtown Atlanta. Y'all don't know. 
Y'all don't even know if I live in downtown Atlanta or not. <laughs> Y'all don't know. That's stuff you don't tell people. And I ain't gonna tell you if I have a car or not neither. If you have been following my podcast like you're supposed to, and you've been you've been a, you've been listening to my podcast, you would know the answer to that right now. So I'm just letting you guys know. You know, you don't you be careful. You gotta stop telling a lot of information about yourself because there's jealous people in this world. People are just jealous. That's just, just how they are. Just like y'all jealous of Meghan Markle for being a royal and she's being half black. <laughs> Period. Okay. And she's pretty. And she's prettier than Kate Middleton. And she's gorgeous. And what? Don't hate. Participate. Appreciate. Kate Middleton is beautiful too. But y'all want to compare the two. I find that Meghan Markle is more beautiful. Anyway. But they're both beautiful. Don't get me twisted. Okay. Don't get it twisted. And between the two, let me be honest about this. I feel like Kate Middleton has a better style. Sorry. I don't, I don't know who dressed Meghan Markle. My thing is, if I was that thin, nothing on me would be loose. <laughs> but, you know, people are speculating that she could possibly be pregnant again. I don't know. I don't know if he was like, oh, she's too old to get pregnant. Uh, People got, Janet Jackson got pregnant at 50. There's no limits to how long it takes you to get pregnant, okay? That's why that's something I ain't worried about no more. I get pregnant when I get pregnant. I start having children when I start having children. But I'm not going to have children with just anybody. So that concludes today's topics. I mean, today's uh, um, press stories are happening. You know, the hot stories are happening, you know. So, you know, yesterday I kind of told y'all like a, a, a crazy story about this young lady, um, Justine Gross. I'm a cheerleader who fell down a, 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 a garbage chute. So today, I want to talk about this story. I found this on the Daily Beast because I get alerts from the Daily Beast, by the way. I have a story about a sex trafficking survivor. And um, she's turning her trauma into porn. Now, now I'm disturbed even more. Um, I'm already disturbed that she was sex trafficking. So I want you guys to sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks. Um, we're going to talk about Jane Wilde. And my AI is going to read this because I still have not mastered not coughing during this. Matter of fact, I got to cough right now. So my AI will read this story to you. A sex trafficking survivor is turning her trauma into porn. Art imitates life. Jane Wilde is one of the hottest stars in the adult industry. But she says she was lured into sex work at 18 by a shady trafficker who controlled nearly every aspect of her life. Aurora Snow. Updated September 11, 2022, 12.13 like p.m. Eastern Time slash published September 11th. 2022, 5.27 a.m. Eastern Time. At Miranda Goto Camera. Giggling to the camera, eyes wide with excitement, the petite brunette leans forward on her forearms as she cocks her head coquettishly to the side, her legs splayed out behind her and the curve of her hips angled for the camera. 
With a soft moan, she lowers her lashes, rubbing her thumb slowly along her bottom lip, then looks directly into the camera with a fierceness that draws her audience in. As the tokens poured in and her chat room audience grew, she was overcome with a deep sense of satisfaction. The man this girl had met just three weeks after her 18th birthday had taught her exactly what to do and how to do it. The ad on Craigslist promised $2,000 a week, but the person who placed the ad presented himself not as her prospective boss, but as her mentor. He implied she'd make much more than $2,000 a week if she was willing to put in the work. Advertising. See, this is what I'm saying right here. No, when y'all desperately seeking money, you have to be careful who is offering you the money. Very careful. Because they might be asking you more than what, you, what you're willing to give. We have become such a money-hungry society to where somebody offers us money To where people offer us money. And we were like, ooh, 2000 a week, that's not bad. But what are you really signing up for? Let's continue. Advertising. And also, it's on Craigslist. So y'all need to be real careful on Craigslist. I have a story about that too, honey. It's about a family member. Advertising. According to him, there was more money to be made in online chat rooms, webcamming, than there was in filming porn scenes. He claimed that he himself had been in porn, and with his expertise, she could channel her talent and monetize her assets. Best of all, unlike porn stars, Kimbrels didn't have to fuck anyone, physically, oh anyway, in the real world. It was better than porn money without dealing with those porn people. He made it sound like the opportunity of a lifetime. She met her prospective mentor slash boss in person. He communicated in the language predators often use, signaling trust and success with a flashy car, Gucci wallet, and all the other recognizably expensive accoutrements. It was like an Instagram highlight reel of a life flush with cash. With this man backing her, she could be rich. She was sold. For a few months, Camming went well. She flourished under the man's guidance. They talked often. Once a week, he paid her but always in person. Wells Fargo closed my account for being a porn star. Alana Evans. What? It was all online, but I would meet up with this person periodically because he controlled my money. The money I earned doing webcam would go directly to him and he would pay me cash. I have no idea if I was being paid the right amount, recalls Jane Wilde. This guy, I really trusted him and I felt like he had the best of intentions for me. But then I realized how wrong I was. Articulate and confident, with an air of sureness that comes with experience, it's difficult to envision the Jane Wilde of today as that same naive girl. Wilde is now an award-winning porn star and the 2022 Avenue nominee for Female Performer of the Year, the Porn Oscars Grand Prize. But Wilde remembers clearly this younger, unguarded version of herself, that hopeful, inexperienced girl, so easily exploited and preyed upon for those very traits. I was manipulated, and I guess you could say abused by a man in his 30s and groomed to do sex work, 
being fed a bunch of lies and manipulative information, says the now 24-year-old Wilde. I consider myself to be a trafficking survivor. Wilde makes a distinction between porn and webcamming, cautious of the misconceptions that conflate human trafficking with porn. It sucks to even call what I was doing at 18 sex work, because it really wasn't. It's just easier to describe that way when talking about it in a casual sense, but it was an unfortunate situation with someone that didn't have good intentions. Webcamming was my first foray into any type of online sex work, says Wilde. A warning sign was how heavily she relied on this man. She was dependent in every way. This man was her mentor, her manager, her paymaster, and the boss. He controlled everything. She didn't even know how much money she earned outside of what he disclosed. And, when she was no longer the fresh-faced ingenue, the relationship Wilde had with her fake mentor faltered. At Miranda Goto Camera After, several months of building her up with encouragement and praise, and, yes, training her how to do the job his way, the man became distant and less interested in her. The close relationship they once had was evaporating. The contact steadily diminished, they went from talking several times a week to only once every few weeks. I felt very scared and desperate because this person had planted the seed in my mind that I couldn't be successful without him, so when he was pulling away I started to feel like I was drowning, like I didn't know what to do or how to succeed, shares Wild. Mm. He'd also stopped paying her. When she finally reached this man that she'd grown to trust and need, he greeted her with a new personality, he was verbally abusive and a very scary person. Meanwhile, all those hours she'd spent working had left her all alone when she needed a support system the most. I started to realize at some point that I didn't have any friends mm. because I'd stopped talking to them. I just webcammed all the time, she remembers. Wild, like many teens, still lived at home with her parents. Mm. The part that bothers me the most about it is that it was all happening right under my parents' noses. Filled with shame, Wilde spoke to no one. She felt helpless and alone. I didn't know how to get out of it. I was very embarrassed, so I kept that to myself a lot longer than I should have. Wilde finally reached her breaking point and turned to a different man for help. Once she knew she could trust, she told her dad everything. I said, I'm in a very bad state right now, and I don't know what to do. He controls the account and money. And I don't know how to get out of it. My dad said, you need to contact the webcam site and tell them the situation. Following her dad's advice, Wilde contacted the cam company who behaved as they should and immediately switched the account from the mentor's studio to her own. With the flick of a digital switch, the money she earned came directly to her. I was contacted two weeks later by this guy, threatening me, telling me I needed to contact the webcam company and change it back. Once Wilde had the purse strings, her mentor came calling. I was contacted two weeks later by this guy, threatening me, telling me I needed to contact the webcam company and change it back. His threats terrified her. The reaction of the cam company had gone further than she realized. They'd closed his account. It was so scary, and I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen. This person threatening me knew everything about me. I'd given him my address, my social, everything. He could do anything he wanted. This awareness came with another realization. I knew nothing about him. I didn't even know his real name. 
Wilde refused his attempts to contact her, blocking his number and waiting out his rage, hoping it wouldn't escalate into something worse. Thankfully, it didn't. A year after escaping the man's control, Wilde entered traditional porn, working on sets with other performers and directors. But even this choice was dictated by the earlier experience. I didn't want to be a failure, to feel like I failed at sex work. I felt like I needed to prove it to myself. And, now having moved forward and reached an understanding that her accomplishments are her own, Wilde feels ready to face the emotions of her past. Now I need to go back and do something for myself, which is to actually deal with the trauma of the situation. However, it would be another four years before she was really able to tell her story, and not just in this interview. I haven't talked about this openly in detail with everything on the table ever. That's why I wanted to turn it into a movie, to art. Turning her experiences into a triple X feature film, Wilde understood that there would be both personal and creative risks. And for this challenge, Wilde turned to longtime colleague Brie Mills, the chief creative director at Adult Time. Mills, touted by some as a feminist producer slash director, has revolutionized personalized storytelling in the triple X space and is the perfect collaborator to nurture the project. Mills believes that to humanize sex work and humanize sex workers, we have to start by showing ourselves to people and exposing our stories. At Miranda Goto Camera. Recalling her initial conversations with Wilde about the project, Bree says, she told me she was at a point in her career where she wanted to use our medium to tell a real story and to tell a story that would be representative of many sex workers' experiences without necessarily being anti or pro-porn, just being objective in the storytelling. Mills Green lit the project after their first Zoom meeting. Together, the duo completed filming on Stars over the summer and planned to release the film September 28th showcasing Wilde's traumatic past in an X-rated format could, of course, be professionally, and personally, risky. I don't want people to pity me, Wilde reflects. I want them to understand this is a very real thing that happens, and that we need to talk about it more. So much of porn is about catering to male fantasies. Will porn audiences respond to something this real about male behavior? With this film, I don't want to just reach fans of pornography, I want to reach as many people as possible for them to. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Let me tell you why I'm going to stop right there <clears throat> for a minute. Let me tell y'all something. I'm going to call a spade a spade when it comes to people and how they do stuff. Um, first and foremost, it's disturbing. And it's disturbing how it happened to you, but it is a warning to anybody out there who, if you see an ad on social media or anywhere else, you need to be careful. But I want to talk about how I'm kind of disturbed and how it pushed her into actually the porn industry. And she's like, you know, people need to know the reality of how women are treated in this situation. But she continues to do it through porn. And I'm going to say this. I have to say this. I feel like some people are just extremely confused. 
as to how to cope with and deal with things. I tell you, I'm going to school for psychology. I'm not psychoanalyzing the situation, but I'm going to say this. I am highly confused as to how she chose to handle the situation. She just said she was going to do a porn. To talk about this. That's what I get confused about. So, but I feel like her story is a good warning. Don't be so quick to get money or don't be so quick to take money or assuming that somebody's going to give you money. Because it's always a catch. I will say it's always a catch. Trust and believe. Uh, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, honey, I ain't gonna say it. I want to say it. Um, but I'm like, there's no point in saying it because all it's gonna do is piss somebody off. No, people are so quick to, to get pissed off at you and your opinions and what you have to say. I really don't want to say it. And the reason I don't want to say it is because y'all going to get offended. But I'm going to say about what, about what I wanted to say because I say I feel like y'all confused as to how to cope with your trauma. Um, And she ain't the only one to be confused about how to cope with her trauma. Um, A lot of people are confused at how to cope with their trauma um i'm not gonna say who we ain't gonna say no names or point elbows but i feel like pornography is people use pornography to cope with their their situation or their issues but it it, it doesn't um it doesn't fix their issues So I'm really confused. I'm highly confused. And I'm confused because 
that you came out of a traumatic situation, but you chose to continue to do what that person trained you to do. So with that being said, um, her story is a definitely a warning to anybody out there. You see an ad and they say they're going to pay you more um, than what more than any other person will pay you. Be very suspicious and be very careful. Um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma and this is These Walls of Thin. I'll be talking about more situations, of course, on my podcast, you know, mysterious situations. I should have did the other case. Someone told me to do the other case, but I decided to do this case. This is what happens when you don't read the article. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am, this is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Dang, what you do in the dark will come to light. Be careful when people offer you a large amount of money to do something. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so...